0: What is going on beautiful people and welcome to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe the fight podcast i'm your host serge vicente and we have an amazing show for you guys today man uh before we go ahead and jump into it let's go ahead and get on today's menu on today's episode we're going to talk about so many different things but we have to talk about look man we, we have elections we've had you know so much boxing and as you guys know what today is? today is is our fight roundtable. And joining me on today's episode, man, is the man, the myth, the legend, the guru, B-Cam, man. So I got B-Cam joining me on the show today. Um, We're also going to talk about, obviously, a little bit on Joe Biden uh, to getting his young dub. Uh, We're going to talk about Devin Haney retaining his uh, WBC light heavyweight belt, but did he impress? We'll talk about that. Also, we'll talk about how Devin Haney pretty much... Stacks up against, like we said, the four or five horsemen, whatever those top guys are um, at between 130 and 140 and in, uh, in, in boxing right now. We'll also talk about um, Canelo. He's a free agent, man. He's not with Golden Boy or DAZN anymore, so that's crazy. We'll discuss that. We'll give a little uh, preview to Terrence Crawford and Kell Brook. We'll talk about MMA's GOAT and so much more, man. But like I said before... Um, On this episode, I'm I'm so lucky to have on the guru himself. Let's bring the man on the show, B. Cam. Brother, welcome to the Fight Podcast.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, bro. Always happy to be here. Tons to talk about. Um, Trump is out of office. It's a good day.
0: It is a good day, man. Like I said, I I said it on on episode. We had our morning coffee and fight news this morning. But I said, it's like, man, I, I woke up feeling a little lighter this morning, man. I woke up, you know. I, I feel good, you know. My mind, it, it's a, it's a visible. It's a like a legit like weight vest was taken off. It's crazy.
1: And, and we knew what was coming, but it was just the waiting, the waiting, the waiting. And Saturday when they called it, like you said, that weight vest lifted. Like, and I knew, like, like I said, like we probably knew it from the second day what was coming. But yeah. just like, it, it's I don't. It, it still felt like. Anything until happened. I saw a call, like I needed yes. it to be called before anything I else. I needed it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I, until it was called, man, I just, I wasn't getting overly happy. You know, Um, obviously, my lady and I discuss politics a lot. And so we're, we're, we're talking about it. And it's just like, look, man, we're like, you, I think you hit it on the head. After the second day, I think mathematically you looked at it. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. and And I legitimately look at it. And I believe that if we think about it, if we really break it down you know, the media and the motherfuckers knew by Thursday too. We know it. They knew by like Thursday. Yo, my boy Smitty, what up though? Glad my guys
1: paying attention to the show today, man. What's up? I think they knew by Wednesday. I kind of knew by Wednesday. So Tuesday night, I went to sleep and was like, dang shit. (laughs) But, um, and and I guess for the people who follow politics closely, that's all what, that's what they expected. I didn't know the voting process with the uh, with the mail-in votes, how that was, those were going to be counted later in a lot of swing states, I was just doing election coverage. So I went to sleep Wednesday night, eh, woke up Tuesday morning, heard, of, heard about everything that they were saying, and oh, I guess woke up Wednesday morning, heard about everything they were saying, right, and I right. felt good, and I felt better and better throughout the week, but I needed them to call it. And they called it on the perfect day. It was beautiful on Saturday in D.C. Yo,
0: t- waking up Saturday morning, I got a f- 6 a.m., I get a phone call from my mom waking me up. Papi, papi, oh, my God. He won. I'm like, what? Bobby man, I wake up. He won. I'm like, who won? <laughs> She's like, Biden. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, bro. Look, I needed that. Um, I, I Honestly, I wasn't even cheering too hard, but it, it felt like I, my mom woke me up for Christmas and Santa Claus was there. That's what it was. That's what it felt like.
1: And this and weekend it- felt like a holiday. It's a song that's going off in New York right now. It's called Whoopty. And yeah. the chorus goes, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So he, it's the, the chorus form. goes, you know, Whoopty, bitch, I'm outside. of some movie. And that's what it felt like. Trump, <laughs> Trump lost. Niggas were outside. Outside, like, bro. I, I was just in my complex, and uh, my homegirl shows up to my complex. She's like, yo, yeah, yeah. Cam, I'm down here right now. It's a whole party going on. First of all, I'm like, COVID, Uh But like, I yeah, go downstairs and just like- COVID. N- niggas pulled a whole party together, DJ and all, just like on some Trump lost shit. Trump lost, DJ come through, like, party. throw a whole party.
0: No Ma'am, reason. I, I, I look, I, I felt great. Um, if I didn't believe in COVID, like half the country, I would have been out there kicking it, but there's still COVID. So I was inside getting my boogie on with my lady. Uh, I enjoyed it though. Look, man, I'm happy. It is what it is. Um, Donald Trump out here, you know, boo and 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 throwing oh up gosh. face fits, dog. Hey, for okay, so look, I understand that this is a fight show, and uh, and I understand that in fight in the fight combat sports fandom, there is a lot of uh, of right wingers. Let's just say. So for all the right wingers that I don't know how many of y'all listen to this show. I mean, if you do, I appreciate you. Whatever, uh, but if you do, fam. Is this the? Is this your king? Is this the guy? Is it, like here's the thing. Like the, he is supposed to be this this aura of masculinity and tough guy-ness. but all he does is bitch and cry. Like that's not he's he, does, he like he's a sucker, man. And it's crazy to continue seeing this, you know. And the fact that they still hold him up like he is this intellectually, physical specimen, man, a al- pure alpha male. Fam, you're a
1: beta at best. So, I feel like a lot of Republicans came out against him. Like, they weren't, ha- they're not happy with him not conceding, they're definitely not happy with him saying, stop stop the count, because it's just against democracy. So, I mean, wait, like, wait, real quick. I feel like you a lot of... Re-
0: goofballs out there, half of them over there talking about, yo... Stop to count, and the other other side of the country keep it counting. Like, what are you guys doing? And like, at least have the same message. Just that in itself should show, and just be like, look, man, that validates everything. These people are obviously lying. They can't even get the same story. That's the
1: definition of a lie. If I'm I'm saying like, just concede, because he's just allowing us to watch a slow, painful death for you and all your supporters you can put them, them people out their misery but you want to keep it going you want to go to court take your l's there take l's over and over and over fraud in the states you lost no fraud in the states you won states is- fuck out of here man it's crazy
0: man but look it, it is what it is um uh, here's the thing even though we had so much losing and a loser this past week in down trump yo, there were some winners too okay um, look, I'm going to say this real quick before we move on to, to, to fights, uh, in terms of Joe Biden, I think, um, we all know I'm progressive as fuck. Um, I am not a fan of Joe Biden in terms of policies, but I am ecstatic that he is in office. Um, I think that the fact of the matter is that he has some redeeming qualities. Um, the fact that he has, uh, Kamala Harris there as well. And if you look at her voting record over the last. Five years since she was a prosecutor, she has been progr- she has been growing and growing into be becoming more of a progressive. Which I've seen the trends. I could respect that, so I appreciate those things. And um, and I'm gonna say this: I- I'm happy that he's there, and I think and I'm happy that she's there. But I think we need to not relax, and I think what we need to do as a community is make sure that we're still keeping their feet to the fire to make sure that we do not go back. To status quo. They called him status quo Joe. I am not about that life. I'm not about, I'm not about going back to status quo. We need to continue moving forward. Us as progressives, us as Democrats, us as Americans need to make certain that we're staying on top of our elected officials. And if they're not doing their job, we need to get them the fuck out. That shit actually fucking matters. Um and uh and I'm just happy to see that our country did that shit. Uh and real quick. To the 70-plus million individuals that voted for Donald Trump, you can kiss my ass. Ooh. Ooh. That's just that. It is what it is, man. Anything you want to say about Biden before we move forward?
1: Nah. Congrats to Biden. Congrats to Kamala Harris, um, Kamala for, for getting up in there, getting Trump out of there. Man. I, man. You know, HBCU listening- grad. Oh, yeah, you know, that HBCU love is strong. You know what I'm saying? Um, she,
0: she, 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 young Soro. We appreciate it.
1: But um, even myself, I need to do better keeping up with politics, keeping up with lo- local politics and ho- holding them accountable to the things that they say that they're going to do. Um, that being said, happy as fuck for Trump to be out of office. Excited to see what Joe Biden and Kamala are going to bring to the table. So, um, yeah, here's to the future.
0: Here is to the future. He wins. We'll you late just, with the tag. All right. All right. Well, let's go. Let's move it on to the next one, man. Uh, we have some some good shit to talk about today, man. Let's talk about Devin Haney. Devin Haney, someone who, and I'm gonna say this. I think you're gonna be surprised on what I have to say about Devin Haney because I think everyone who watches this show regularly, Brandon, you and I speak often about this. I am a huge fan of Devin Haney huge fan of Devin Haney. I I I think he has all the skills to pay the bills and he went out there and got a unanimous decision victory. He retained his WBC lightweight title uh by defeating Yogis Gamboa um in in a 12 round for the, the
1: WBC lightweight title that Fimo also has a piece of. Oh, also has a piece nobody, of. Nobody nobody knows yeah, what's really happening.
0: Absolutely. And and that's the crazy the thing belts. about it. You, one of the belts. He has one of the belts. Um but my question is this, Devin Haney wins, but did he actually impress? Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you have this one first, brother. How did you feel about the uh, performance by Devin Haney in victory? And it was a dominant performance.
1: So there's going to be two sides here. I'm going to give aside from the general public slash casuals. And then I'm going to be, give aside from the, hardcore boxing fans. The general public, the casuals, they're going to say that Devin Haney didn't impress. They want to see a knockout. And you can't fault them for it. Last week, we got Tank in a knockout of the year candidate. This is the guy that's supposed to beat Tank or be in the same class as him. And he doesn't knock out a fighter that Tank already knocked out. That's on the service level. That's how it looks. And you can't fault a casual fan for, for feeling that way. However, at the end of the day, Haney has never really been a power puncher. That's just not who he who he is yet, and he still has time to grow. He still has time to get bigger and develop his man strength. But that just has not been who he's been throughout he's his. He's only twenty
0: one years old. For people who he, are he asking, he's twenty one years old.
1: He dominated every single second of the fight. For one, he went for the knockout. He was trying to knock out Yuriorkis Gamboa. He even just couldn't. The, even couldn't. in the twelfth round, he just couldn't do it. But you there's a difference between a fighter that's showing up to fight and a fighter that's showing up for a payse- paycheck. He's just showing up to be there. Gamboa was not showing up. He had no intention of winning that fight. And it's different when you're trying to get off combinations of your own and you get a, hit by a punch that you didn't see coming versus when you're just standing there ready to take punches. Cause you'd be surprised if you're ready to take it, you can take a, a lot of punches as Gamboa did on, did on Saturday. So for me, I think Haney impressed. He did a great job. Obviously, me included. I I would have wanted to see the knockout, but he he went for the knockout, and that's the difference there. He showed that he didn't belong. He didn't belong in the in the ring with him. He didn't put on like a boo boo performance when he's going to be content with the decision. He did go for the knockout. He dominated every single second of the fight. And in my perspective, from my perspective, he he did um, impress.
0: Well, you know what's funny? I'm glad you say that. And, And because here's the thing, I it. It's interesting because, and again, I think we feel very similar, right? Um, I'm going to say this, but I think it is twofold. In in terms of, if we look at, honestly, you know, what actually happened. If we're looking at, for instance, what the expectation was, he did not live up to expectations. We were expecting him to go out there and knock Gamboa out, right? That is what people wanted, and you want to make sure he's going out there and he's keeping pace with the, the pay-per-view guys, right? That's what we want to say. But you're right. He was trying to go for the finish. I went back and I watched the fight a couple of times this weekend. He's slick. He's slick. He looks good. He's calculated. He, he, and, um, and Gamboa was holding the entire... Even had a point in the 10th round, had a point taken away for holding. Every time he got rocked, he just held on for dear life to the point that... Devin Haney is ripping body shots, ripping body shots. Um, Now let's talk about the knockouts and things that people were talking about. Oh, what he didn't do and things like that. And this is what I will say about Devin Haney. I would have absolutely liked to see him get out of there. You're not going to knock everybody out. I understand that. But Devin Haney, one of the best things that Teofimo Lopez said is this. He's always said this. He said, something along the lines of everybody want to be Money Mayweather, but you got to be, you got to be pretty boy first. Right? Devin Haney fights like a
1: seasoned
0: Money Mayweather.
1: He he looks like Mayweather. I, I want to say he, he does. looks so much like he Mayweather. Looks
0: just like Mayweather, man. It is, but he's like the seasoned vet Mayweather. Not pretty boy. Not pretty boy. Not pretty boy. He is he like he took he skipped that part he's like damn that i i'm getting this win these w's over here right so in terms of in the more i, I watch this fight he is a far more skilled boxer than tang davis i'll say that he is more he is he is technically more skilled i'll say that well, gamboa isn't go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm rambling on this one. go ahead
1: well, so I, I think it's a difficult point to make that he's more skilled because as we know, styles make fights. The question that I wanted to ask you was that okay, he could not get him out of there. He did try There's to get him difference out of there. Go ahead. Go ahead. I a question. Yeah, go ahead. I, he did try to get him get him out of there. He did. Yep. Is this just, just who Devin Haney is? Or should we expect that power power to develop as he continues to get older and bigger in size, as we expect? Because we certainly expect Devin Haney to be at 147 one day.
0: I, I think when it's all said and done. Okay, so let me start with this. These Terrence Crawford and and uh Javante Davis were able to get Gamboa out of there because if we do not if we forget Gamboa used to be an aggressive fighter. Gamboa's style was explosive, and I'm trying to knock your head off. That's what Gamboa. Gamboa took chances. That's why Gamboa over his last six fights has been knocked down 14 times. His last fight against Tank Davis. He tore his Achilles. He was he he his mobility is gone, and the fact that that mobility and, and that he's not taking those same chances and that's why he he didn't get hit with those shots. Otherwise, I thoroughly believe that Devin Haney would have probably gotten him out of there. Um, but, but to you, answer your question, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Wait, no, go ahead. Yeah, to answer your question, no, I I think that he's only 21 years old if you look at the way he's built, he still is built like a boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Gamboa, even though he's a 38, you can tell. They're, they're same weight class, but that's a grown man. If you look at, um at for instance, um, Teofimo Lopez, even. He's 25, 26 years old. He, he's built like a grown man. Devin Haney is still built kind of like a boy. You know, he still has like this boy body, and he's in shape and everything, but he, I, he just doesn't have his grown man strength. I think that is going to come in time. I think he might, I don't know if he's going to end up having like devastating, you know, power or whatever, like, like, uh, like an Errol Spence. But I think t- he might be that scary dude in the weight class who might dominate 147 in the future or 140 in the future because of that, you know, but I think that his power will come.
1: I think Errol Spence is a good comparison. Errol Spence has power that's going to wear you down over the course of the fight, but he doesn't have that one punch strength. And at this point with Devin Haney, I think that's probably the high end of what we could expect from him. Now, do you know how for, for the casual listeners here? Do you know how you can tell that he still has the body of a boy? Just look at his head. Look at his head. Look at yeah. his head. It's huge. It's huge, big, and his body will catch up to that up. one of these days. Yeah. And the thing is,
0: so. he's he's going to end up. Remember, he's twenty one years old, dog. I am walking around and I I'm close, I'm about 190 right now. At 21 years old, I was walking around at like a buck fifty, like 47, a buck fifty, soaking wet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to get bigger. He's going to fill in. And and when I think when he does, everybody who's talking trash now, I mean, dude, we're we're going to have their they might have to eat their words in the future.
1: I'd, I'd be interesting. I mean, he definitely has a super high boxing IQ, but I don't think he's really been in there with someone that he can demonstrate well, against. Let me like, ask yep, you. Yep. Th-
0: let me ask you this then. Let, let, let's go to this. Let's move on a little bit because we have these up and coming guys. We're kind of already talking about the weight class a little bit. We talked about it. teofimo Devin Haney, Tank Davis, Shakur Stevenson, Ryan Garcia, the five horsemen. Who is the best of the new stars in boxing? I would like you to personally rank them. One
1: to five. Yeah. Okay. So here's where I'm going to go. And I'm going to start with five and I'm going to go all the way to one. Yes. Um, at number five, I'm going to give it uh, to Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Number four, Devin Haney. Yep. Number three, um, Javante Tank Davis. Yep. Number two, Shakur Stevenson. Gotcha. And number one, Tiafema Lopez. I'm guessing did we have listen, the same list at you, this Did point. you
0: listen to the Fight Podcast earlier this morning? Man, you must have been a couple Not, of the people watching because that is the exact what? same lineup I have
1: well, well it, explain I, to me why two, you have two, that one two, i'll explain why I have. Two, yeah, go ahead two combat sports minds probably thinking about it pretty similarly so <laughs> number exactly. one you have tf Tfimo. you can't really not can't put not at number Tfimo. one you have
0: He's the, get the get undisputed champ
1: and he he knocked off Loma, lomachenko like Big you back. can't really argue with that those are to. definitive they are not but they are not potential this is what the fuck has happened Tfemo gets that number one spot now Oftentimes, Shakur Stevenson isn't mentioned with, his, with this group of guys. Fine. However, don't forget, he was a title holder at 126, and he has that win over Joet Gonzalez. When you look at the combined records of all the guys that we're talking about, that is probably the second best win. And he uh, probably has best the win. best
0: amateur pedigree also.
1: Correct. But that's the second best win outside of, uh, outside of uh, Lomachenko, and he an was an established champion at 126 that has now moved up to 130. So cool. That's why I'm putting him at number two. Tank number three because of the remaining three, Tank, Haney, and Garcia. Tank has the third best win against Leo San- Santa Cruz. He's also a multi-time champ, whatever with the, whatever with this weight stuff. But he has shown up and he has he has impressed. So you have to give him that number three spot. Number th- number four and number five, the remaining guys just shown a lot of talent, but aren't really proven yet. And just because Haney has Haney has a belt, Garcia hasn't had a belt before. And he has the win over Gamboa that just gives him the nod over Garcia. This list can change dramatically in a few weeks. If Garcia puts on an amazing performance against Luke against Luke Campbell, but just because of it, being at the bottom of the list, being at the top of the list doesn't really mean too much right now because these guys really haven't fought each other. They haven't fought a lot of competition. They haven't started to separate themselves. So this list can shift around pretty quickly, but that's how I see it as of today.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I said it earlier on the uh, on on the morning coffee and fight news, guys. Check that out. That's every Monday at ten thirty a.m. Pacific time. It's morning coffee and fight news with your boy Serge Vicente, man. But I was, I was I was I was breaking down the fights, man. And and honestly, that's 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 the best way I could explain it. Also, I mean, if you look at it, Teofimo has the best win. It is what it is. That is by far the best win beating um uh uh beating loma the way he did the manner that he did beating him in general but just just getting that, that that w um so you give it to him um also um i don't know why i'm blanking on his name the the, the win that he he got before that uh who he knocked out in the second round um
1: uh, uh rich not richard uh comey. Hitchens. uh
0: comey 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 him knocking out comey that's that those two do those two wins there are bigger than any win any of the other guys have right there. you know what I'm saying Th- those are great wins. um after that, I do have Shakur Stevenson I, because a couple things the eyeball test is the first thing that kid is good, and he also and i'm in this does carry weight to me. the fact that he has the 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 hat not the fact that he has the the blessing of Andre Ward and Terrence Crawford, to me, that gives him another something to me. I don't know why, maybe I'm just being silly, but I give that to him also. His amateur pedigree, the win that you were also discussing, but that is why he has my number two spot. Number three, exact same reasons, Tank Davis, because of the manner that he finished his opponent, I think extremely highly of Leo Santa Cruz, and Leo Santa Cruz is still closer to his prime than a Gamboa then have to put devin haney and then after De- devin haney obviously put ryan garcia but if ryan garcia goes out there and stops Cam- luke campbell this uh in the next couple of weeks which honestly i can't lie i'm kind of leaning towards him winning that fight he moves up now i just say him and haney probably just switch but he still he moves up it depends on how it happens. it depends because honestly he, he probably he- passes up tank if he if he goes out there and gets a dominant if like knockout he he, if has he blows jump him tank. out he he jumps tank. If he blows him out the water he jumps tank. Um now let me ask you this before we move on to the uh, to the next one. Who of these guys do you actually see competing against each other first?
1: So Oscar de la Hoya has come out, he's trying to make he's trying to really push a fight between Fima Lopez and Ryan Garcia. Um that's something that we that we can look out for. Ooh um i think that it, it, it's interesting even with tank down at 130 no one says Shakur stevenson's name um nobody they, mention, says his name they'll mention gary russell they mention some of these other guys Shakur stevenson is right there promoted by ES, espn uh, you know he has his manager's Andre ward no one mentions his name so i'm not sure if or when he's going to get into it with any any of these guys um, but I think maybe Tiafimo t- and Ryan, Gar- Ryan Garcia. It seems like Tiafimo is the most willing to fight, but I'm just not sure how long, if any longer, he'll be at he'll be at 135. And I think a lot of these fights are going to take will actually take place at higher weight divisions. I think all of the guys on this list will go at, up at least to 140. That's an off fight to, at 147. To, to, I just can't. T- guys maybe like Tang. Guys uh, like you know taking, taking female the way they're built, I'm not sure if they're built as well for 147. Especially their their arms and their height is not as long. Haney will Haney's long. Well, Haney, Haney and Garcia, the both of those yeah, guys, the two of them get to, get, get to 147. There. Yeah, yeah, but the other, but you know, other guys, Haney maybe they stop the at 140. Though.
0: What? Not Haney. Uh, Garcia, the ass. He got like no legs. For you know, for athlete, it's just like he, the other guys are built like they look like they 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 squat a little bit. He has like twig legs, so. I, I wonder if if he's going to. I mean, he's granted, 5'10. he's he's five ten. That's
1: tall for, tall that for weight the weight class. class. That's big that's, for the weight class. That's a good height for one forty seven. Even shit, so, that's a
0: good. That's a five ten. That's a good height for fifty four.
1: So I mean, he's not going to have legs because I mean, where is he going to hold it all? Legs are your biggest muscles. He can't pack too much there.
0: I mean, well, I I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I know I'm thinking about it from a MMA standpoint, like cutting weight and shit. But he's just. He, he when i was okay so i was watching Ryan Garcia recently and i was looking at how he generates his power he generates a lot of his power off of it's his it's his quickness you know it's his quickness it's not that he's driving through people you know what i'm saying when you're uh-huh. looking at like when for instance when you look at Tank Davis knock people out that's he he's 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 knocking you out he's throwing that from his toes you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Garcia is getting you with arm punches. Even if you're looking at watching him hit the bag, that's all arm punches. So I'm curious to see when he gets bigger. Like, because here's the thing, the bigger guys are going to eat that. That's, yeah. that's my thing. I'm yeah. looking at it and it's just, arm punches don't only last so long. And the higher level guys, you're not going to knock them out with arm punches.
1: Yeah, he pr- he likely won't knock them out w- with arm punches. But I mean, I don't think he's saying that he's going to go up there and knock everybody out in the first round. And we really don't know what a transformed Ryan Garcia with uh, Ryan Garcia with Eddie Reynoso yeah. looks like over the course of the fight because he got with Eddie Reynoso and started getting and first I like, round. Knockouts. And
0: I like him with Eddie Reynoso, too. I do. I think that's well, the best move for his career. Absolutely. Um, OK, well, check this out. Speaking of Eddie Reynoso, Eddie Reynoso went out there and made some news this past weekend. He went out there and pretty much said, and I'm going to throw this to you, Canelo Alvarez is a free agent. He is done with zone. He is done with uh, with Golden Boy. He He's out there for, for, for the reckoning. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Now, I'm going to ask you this, because I do have my opinions on this. Do you think he should go out there, get his cash record on, stay independent? Or should he go ahead and sign one with one of the big organizations? Me personally, I think he needs to promote himself. I need, he needs to go out there and get these one-fight deals. He's he's rich as it is. Go out there, get the top dollar, with whatever organization, and you're pretty much making whatever you want to do. I think he needs to control his own ship. I think he and Eddie can do that, get a, a stable of fighters up under that, and make shit happen. That is what I believe Canelo should do. But I am happy for Canelo. I'm happy that he's away. From De La Hoya and all the other nonsense that he has had, um, I think for him we're going to look at this in the long run. It's going to be pretty much like Floyd when he left Bob Arum. This is a great thing for Canelo. I'm happy for Canelo and his team, and uh, and I think I'll be happy for Ryan Garcia soon because I absolutely see him following suit very soon. So, um, so
1: let me ask you, let me ask you this: by yes. with, with the path that he chose, so mm-hmm. obviously he was he took DAZN and Golden Boy to court to argue over that contract he had, which was 11 fights for $365 million. The benefit of that contract was that as soon as Canelo walks the ring, he could be fighting me, and he has a guaranteed $30, $35 million on the table. Do you think he lost out on any money um, by walking away from that contract? Because that's the risk he took.
0: I don't. I don't. Because at the end of the day, Canelo is still the biggest draw in boxing. He's going to go ahead and anybody who he fights, he's going to be able to fight the people that he actually wants to fight. And he's going to be able to dictate. And we'll actually see how fucking gangster Canelo actually is. You know what I'm saying? Because we're going to see if he really wants it. Now there's no excuses, baby. Ain't nobody telling you to go fight uh, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Ain't nobody telling you to fight Jorge Masvidal. You're going to go out there and let's see you fight, Charlo. Let's see you fight. And one thing that they're saying, which impressed the hell out of me, says is they, they're they're thinking about trying to fight old Sweet Hands himself, Caleb Plant. And I'll be honest yeah. with you. that That's a tough one for Canelo stylistically.
1: That is would, a tough I, fight for Canelo. I, I'm just, I, I'm kind of confused on how this all happened. Over the summer, when they were still trying to make that fight with his own, they're talking about fighting Andy yadiram who has already been knocked out by Chris Chris everybody, Eubanks. He's just yeah. he's just not an impressive fighter. No, nobody that you want to see in the ring with Canelo at all. At and all, everybody was just dis- disappointed. Dazo was disappointed, understandably so. Now he gets out of his contract, and maybe he's just on. A, maybe he needs to prove himself. Maybe he needs to say, "Hey." I need to do a pay-per-view fight because I haven't done a pay-per-view fight in a wild in a while show that I'm still the pay-per-view star. I, I'm I'm not sure because going from that to that, that's dramatic. I, I may even pick against Canelo for that fight. So I mean I am it, it, picking it, against Canelo. But if he, if, he, if one, he fights Caleb Plant, he's taking that young out. One one thing, one thing we love one thing we can say is that we love to see it. We would love to see this love fight if it, it. if it gets made. Canelo going independent love is it. a good thing for boxing. And that's a big, that's a bally hey. move to decide mm-hmm. that hey I'm going to better myself I'm gonna walk yep. away from this guaranteed money and this fucked up situation I will do anything to get me away from Oscar de la Hoya and now he and, him and Eddie Reynoso can take control of his own career you know absolutely yes my mom you know my mom always told me you know you have two ears and one mouth for a reason but you also have two eyes for for a reason you, you need to look you need to pay attention and one thing that I saw is that it is where the message came from it Eddie. came from Eddie Reynoso even though so is his trainer, but so maybe looking across now. the manager category, since you know Canelo doesn't no, have he, a he's manager.
0: His, he's no, he, he's his he's manager. Yes, okay. And he it, it's and even in that message, he he writes it as and it says he he manages Canelo and not only does he manage Canelo now, he's also the co-manager of Ryan Garcia. That's so odd. That's just an yeah. awkward relationship. Hey, but so that you know what that tells me though. That's why was, That's why I was like, Ryan's next.
1: Ryan's, was Canelo, next. Ryan's Canelo Ryan. had Canelo had good reason. Zone was trying to pay yes. him just way yes. less than than the contract yes. than they were contractually they obligated to pay him. They were trying to, to force him, him to Ryan, fight bullshit. Ryan Garcia doesn't have that same leverage. He that's an issue.
0: He doesn't, at this point in time, he doesn't uh, have... Uh, yeah, I, find I, it. I, I, <laughs> yo, Joe, I thought somebody was like running up behind me, bro. I was I hear here like... Uh, I realized the window behind me is cracked. So somebody started talking on the on the on the outside. Man, it sounded like someone was walking in behind me. Man, I'm on the third floor. It still freaked me out.
1: <laughs> I to let you know. I would let you know, bro. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. I do. Um, it'd be a bad day for anybody coming to here. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I'm just saying. No, don't don't day. run up
1: in Sergio's crib. <laughs> <laughs> do not
0: run up in Sergio's crib. That is not the way to go. Um, but look, man. At the end of the day, it it is what it is. Um, I I'm happy for Canelo Alvarez. I, I think that this is a move that was bound to happen. Um, but here's the question, right? Well, I, I, I want to know. Do you, no,
1: you might I be wanna, asking the uh, same uh, question. Go ahead. Okay. Do you think the fight the fight gets made? Because at this point in time, the fight between himself and Caleb Plant, targeted for December 19th, is not official yet. That's just such a big ass fight and such a quick ass turnaround. We're talking about the biggest. Caleb's been in the gym, bro. Fights fights get announced 4 to 5 months out and so as so as Canelo it makes sense they're both yeah. in shape I think they can both make yeah. weight but I mean it's just yeah. a quick turnaround for a fight of this yeah. magnitude so I've never ever seen a fight this big get made this quickly do you think Look, it happens man, I
0: I do think it happens because nope. here's the thing we it's been over a year since we've seen Canelo compete even in the last you know what I'm saying? So, again, these are two guys that are two of the best in the sport. We have the IBF champion at 54, man. You know, and we're, we have, obviously, Canelo, the biggest name in the sport. This is a pound-for-pound pound type of fight. If Caleb Plant is able to go out here and actually get AW, yo, this is huge for his. I mean, this is a great fight. Stylistically, this is a great fight. Storylines, this is a great fight. I love this fight, and I absolutely see this fight happening.
1: It's like the Billy Joe Saunders fight on steroids.
0: Yes. yeah, Dude, it, it, again, that fight didn't happen so that we could have this one. Oh, my God. Because you talk about a guy who's... Yo, Caleb Plant is going to go out there. He is not going to go out there to be a, a, a an opponent. Caleb Plant believes he's the best in the world. He's going to go out there and try to prove that. And honestly, yo... As slick as he is, he is going to pose all kinds of problems for Canelo. Because we've seen how Canelo rea- responds to fighters that are extremely slick. Floyd Mayweather, um, Eris uh uh Trout also. These are fighters that those slick athletic guys like that, Canelo has always had troubles with. I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, go look at the film yourself.
1: And Caleb Plant is a name. He is a legitimate a draw on his own. Yes. Like and any type of good performance here from Caleb Plant, even in a loss, he never goes back to regular TV again. Like, I mentioned Caleb Plant's, Caleb Plant's name to a young lady who's a friend of mine, d- doesn't really know much about combat sports. Right. And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, I know him and his wife from Pinterest. Like, he's a name. See, people he's a know name. Him. Yep. Hey, look.
0: And here's the thing, too, because people do know his wife. They know his wife. His wife, you know, she's out there doing stuff in terms of sports media and things like that. So she's a face. She is a name. They're an attractive couple together. So girls are going to know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, fam. Like, it, Caleb' plan is, it is a problem. And if they think they're going to go out there and just think like, dog, this it is what it is. Like he's just going to get this W, and and it's going to be whatever. People are mistaken. I'm. T- I look. I obviously we got to see it if it has it gets announced and everything else. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you right now. Oof, hot take of the day. I'm. I mean, maybe it ain't a hot take. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely picking Plant in that fight. And
1: that honestly, that's not really a hot take. And it's just that that's just the magnitude of the fight. That's how that's how big Caleb Plant is. That's how respected he is in the sport. That that's not really a hot take to say that he could beat Canelo.
0: For casuals, it would be because I'm sure casual, but for, but no plan is a name, man. I love it. I think he's the man, dude. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you would like to say in terms of uh in terms of boxing, man? Because I, I got to ask you some questions, bro. I got to
1: ask you about some MMA, man. No, I am um I am all set on boxing. What what is this? Oh, you know from?
0: what? Actually, yeah, actually, we gotta Crawford. say. Yeah, I'm sorry, you gotta talk about Crawford. My bad. All right. Um, this, this weekend, happens when you don't fight big fights you know what i'm saying that is it that, that's fucked up see how yeah, no, fucked I was, up that is that was some real shade that's, that's some,
1: some real, real petty
0: shade. shit that's some real <laughs> petty shit but look man it is okay so look terrence crawford needs to start fighting people more regularly this is one of the biggest names that he's going to fight this weekend terrence crawford goes out there and will be fighting former 445 447 pound champion Kell Brook. Kell Brook used to be a bad dude. He is on a three-fight winning streak and has honestly looked very good. This should be an entertaining fight. This is probably the best step up in competition. And i it's crazy to say this. This is probably the best opponent that Terrence Crawford has ever been in the ring with. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the very back. This legitimately might be the best fight that Terrence Crawford has ever, the opponent, should I say, that Terrence Crawford has ever been in there with. That is my issue with Terrence Crawford, okay? He needs to obviously get out of that contract that he has with top rank, but regardless, um, I'm looking forward to this fight. I think this would be a tough fight, and I think that this is going to be a fight that is going to tell us a lot, a lot, about who Terrence Crawford currently is and who he can be in the very near future. Um what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: I think it's a really really it's a lose lose situation for Terence Crawford because we really don't cuz too impressive of a win against Kell Brook we're yeah, going to say whatever. He's, we're, we're going to say he's, he's washed and yep. too competitive of a fight against kelbrook Kel we're going to say Kelbrook shouldn't have been able to push him to the limit because he's washed. So I think it's a lose-lose for Terrence Crawford. He had to take what was available to him, and I guess this was the best that he could do. However, this reminds me a lot of the matchup we just saw with Devin Devin Haney and your Yerkes Gamboa. You have a guy like Devin Haney picking over Tank's leftovers. Here, you have Terrence Crawford, Picking Errol over Spence's Errol, Spence's, Errol Spence's Errol leftovers, and I just don't. It, it's not a fight that I'm excited for. But guys like us, we don't miss Terence Crawford. We're not in the business of that, oh, and so dude, like, we're I'm definitely going to be tuned, we're going to be tuned in. We're going to watch the fight. We expect to see more than likely an impressive Terrence Crawford knockout. I'd rather him see it get it done. I think it, it's way more impressive if, if he gets it done in the first five rounds. Um, but I mean, if I just he does not.
0: If he does I just, not, I look ESPN. Terrence Crawford cannot be your pound-for-pound number one. He cannot be rated higher than Errol Spence anymore after this weekend if he does not go out there and KO this dude within five rounds. He can't. He can't.
1: It's really really difficult. We just don't know what's left of Cal Brook at this point in his career. We just don't.
0: And if Cal Brook goes out there, and I'll be honest with you, and makes a fight of it, dog, like, I— I'm a fan of Terrence Crawford. And I honestly, we were talking about Devin Haney a little earlier. I think Devin Haney needs to fight more like Terrence Crawford than a polished Floyd Mayweather. Do You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think if he fought in that manner, he would be far more entertaining. And I think people would really, really love, especially because how technical he is. He, he would be, we would look at him like Terrence Crawford if he fought in that manner and and not Floyd, but I digress. Look, I say say
1: until, until one of those guys that you're referencing loses, they're like houses in a block. As long as the the price of one house keeps going up, all of them are going to rise until one of them loses. So he doesn't have to worry too much about his style at this point.
0: At this moment. You're right. All right. Um, But yeah, it is what it is. It's a lose, lose. I think we both agree. Anything else you want to say about it, about that fight? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just you're I, hit you're hitting your your stand or something. I keep hitting your you're like bumping something. I don't know. It's all good. Yeah, it's like you're moving. It was just like you're hitting the table and I could hear it like bumping, but it's all good. Um anything else you need to say about that though? We're good?
1: No, watch the fight. I think it's on ESPN regu- regular TV. It'd be regular ESPN, yeah. It'd be good. It, it, I can't it, wait. I'll be watching it. You you you'll probably get a knockout. Exciting. Um,
0: yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, and he's—he truly is. We're talking shit, but truly one of the best in the game. Truly one of the best to watch. I mean, one—I—I I would say he's the best switch hitter in the game. He—he—he he, he, he literally fights just as well, with, you know, with his left hand lead as he does conventional. He's just that good. All right, um, all right, brother. I'm gonna ask you about this because there's been a lot of uh, talk recently, and we, you and I, have been able to discuss this. Um, a lot of talk about goats. In MMA, and I want to get your thought process, especially after Khabib won. You know, how do you feel about John Jones going out there, you know, staking his claim as the goat and not giving Khabib his moment in the sun? How do you feel about that?
1: i we spoke about it last time we were on here. I'm not necessarily a fan of the way John Jones acts and conducts himself outside of the ring. I think it was in it was in bad taste. And I, I, I think it was Jorge Masvidal posted something today, and it, it says it, it was a sign he saw. It said something along the lines of like, "Don't engage <laughs> yeah. in conversation conversations with people who aren't mature enough to explore like the points of views of others." And I think that's what John Jones is experiencing. He really hasn't taken the time to explore the points of views of others, which is fine. He's a fighter, and he's supposed to do that. But I mean, given the fact that he's pissed hot and he hasn't really. He hasn't Multiple gotten knocked he, he, he hasn't been impressive, super impressive in his last few fights. And he really hasn't admitted admitted that, which has been odd because that shows me that he finds those types of performances acceptable. Those are all performances that where he could have lost, lost his uh taken a loss, of us lost, lost, lost his, the loss. Lost lost his belt. So I mean I, I think John Jones is in bad taste to do that and I do think. I mean for right now you got to consider a guy like Khabib the Goat. Especially with the fact that John Jones is pissed hot multiple times. That you can't not take that into into consideration. Once maybe, but multiple times? Come on. Come on. And, and Khabib has been extremely extremely dominant through every single fight. Has not has not lost a round not and that's a blemish And and that's something you just don't see in mixed martial arts. So I'm a bit, bit of a casual so Forgive me if I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I'm definitely going to give it to Khabib over John Jones right right now because John Jones just hasn't looked. Um, we haven't seen that amazing John Jones in a while, it's been and a while. he just he hasn't done anything positive for himself and how he messes with the media.
0: Truly, man. Well, all right, man. We'll check it out. I know that I'm not going to keep the MMA on you like that. Any other fights that that you are looking forward to or that you've seen uh, recently?
1: Uh, MMA wise, uh, is you know is Izzy and uh, Ian Blockwoods is that his name? Yeah, but yes, we don't know I'm, that's I'm, happening
0: I'm... because of the great performance that happened with uh, Glover to share this weekend. So that fight is up in the air at this moment in time. So we'll see. That that's pending, but we believe it's still going to happen.
1: Yeah, some big fights have been taken off the table uh, recently. Um, early December, Oscar Valdez and um, Miguel Berchelt maybe. I think it was Oscar Valdez and Miguel Miguel we were supposed to go at it. That was a huge fight. Um, One of the boys tested positive for COVID. That fight has now been moved. Uh, Dillian White and Alexander Prevetkin scheduled for later this month. Alexander Prevetkin tested positive for COVID. That fight has now now been moved. Granted, those are fights that we're excited for, that we wanted to see, but... We're still preserving the big events, the Errol Spence versus Danny Danny Garcia, the Ryan Garcia versus versus Luke Campbell, the Anthony Joshua versus um, whatever, whatever his name is. I'm drawing drawing a blank, right? right. Yeah. Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury is allegedly supposed to be fighting um, on on December on December 5th. So those guys are still in still in action. It's going to be an exciting end to the year in terms of boxing and just combat sports overall. So, yeah, bro, I just I got to see it. There I it is, speak. man.
0: Well, brother, as always, I appreciate you, man. um Let the people know where they can find you.
1: Oh yeah, you can find me on Instagram at bcam thirteen. That is bcam with two m's, and on Twitter, talking shit at bcam thanks <laughs> with one m.
0: There it is, man. Bcam, brother, as always, I appreciate you joining me on the show, uh dude. We'll chop it up next time, man.
1: Yes, sir, my guy. Appreciate it.
0: As always, man. Peace out. Be good. Yep. Yep. All right, man, that was the the man, the myth, the legend, B-Cam, man. Well, look, as always, I appreciate you guys for joining me on the greatest combat sports and culture in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. Check us out everywhere podcasting is available. Google Play, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Also, check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. Check out our amazing sponsors, Everlast, Nug Club Official, as well as uh, CBD Pure. Check all out on the website. Everything's right there so you guys should check out. And... uh Check us out also on, I keep saying check us out. Uh see us on um, all social media platforms at the fight podcast. This is your boy, Serge Vicente. I'll see you guys next time, right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out. Go Biden. Make happy.